Dominic Hardington George poured four packets of sugar into the indistinguishable hot liquid they served in these premier London address offices and sighed to himself. Sitting on his own in the luxuriously carpeted foyer, he wondered if he could work the TARDIS clone vending machine enough to get a chocolate bar as well. On the pretext of needing a piss, he'd escaped from the meeting currently going on between his agent, Tanya Richards, and his PR company representatives. Well, he hadn't said that exactly, as Tanya had already briefed him about his language needing to be more socially acceptable. Apparently, he wasn't on the top of a snow-capped mountain at the moment, where no one cared how he expressed his bodily needs except for the odd passing llama. Dominic wondered idly why a llama's company felt infinitely more attractive compared to the meeting. And as an experienced mountaineer, he'd met a few llamas in his time. But he couldn't do anything about today, could he? He couldn't run away like he usually did, or as Tanya and his mother accused him of doing, to some mountain range to hide himself in another wild adventure. Because he was broke. Not only that, but he was hawking his begging bowl around London in the hope of a sponsorship deal. He had to endure long meetings, cheesy smiles that set off a cramp in his jaw, and daily spreadsheet reminders of just how much money was involved in climbing the Eiger. It all just emphasized the size of the shit pile he was in. What was more, he struggled to cope with negotiation at the best of times. In fact, he was beginning to think he'd be better suited to standing outside on the street and offering copies of The Big Issue. He was no bloody good at bowing and scraping. Wasn't that what he employed Tanya for, anyway? It's a necessary evil, she told him firmly. He'd just announced his next expedition, and she'd announced a resounding financial no-can-do. You may have an aristocratic name, an impeccable pedigree, but... Bugger all money? He'd interrupted almost gleefully. For centuries, his family had been famous for being adventurers, and infamous for gambling away every treasure they had ever owned. Great-granddad had wasted the final thousands of the family fortune on a rangy horse in the Epsom Derby that, rather than romping home at two hundred to one, had fallen over its feet in the first fifteen yards and had to be put out to grass. After that, the surviving Hardington Georges moved to their more modest London properties and lived on the erratic income from opening their ancestral home to the public. Dom suspected his elegant sophisticate of a mother had never got over the shock of a stranger approaching her one afternoon and asking to be escorted to the baby-changing facilities. Tanya had continued. So, if you want to continue your mountaineering projects? No question, he'd snapped. Tanya had just inclined her head, unfazed. She hadn't worked for Dom for two years without learning his ways. So, we must look at ways to raise the funds and one of those is through sponsorship deals. Take that disgusted look off your face, Dom. A lot of sportsmen and explorers do that nowadays. Climb mountains with a big yellow M emblazoned on my forehead? Tanya let a smile tease the corners of her mouth. I think it'd be more suitable if the sponsor was in the outdoor clothing and survival equipment market. I have contacts that can approach. Tanya always had contacts. Dom had to admire that in her. Also, her ability to manage her insolent run of an assistant, Eric. Oh, and her ability to cope with Dom in full grumpy mode. There weren't many people who managed to do that. His own mother only dropped into his Ladbrook Grove house a few times a year. Otherwise, 
They were both happy to keep contact to the occasional phone call or bumping into each other at family friends' events. You need to come out of your shell, Tanya had said to him. That was an hour before she employed the PR company. And that doesn't include dancing on a pub table to karaoke. Bloody hell. If having a night out with his climbing mates wasn't coming out of his shell, Dom didn't know what was. At the end of a training week in North Wales, he'd needed to unwind. A visit to a familiar and discreet London pub around the back of Kentish Town, where the licensing hours were applied loosely, if at all, had been just the thing. The food was plain, plentiful, and delicious, though the karaoke machine was a new addition. Dom had tolerated it only because it promised a set of old rock classics. He'd been halfway through a roaring, drunk rendition of We Are the Champions when he'd been snapped by one of those damned paparazzi.